microphone. Hope you enjoyed it. And Lee is going to preach for us tonight, so I'm going to turn the service over to him, and he's going to come and, and uh, bring, the, bring the Lord's message. So you pray for him as he uh, comes and preaches. Well, it's good to be here tonight. Uh, I, I drove the uh, the deer mobile tonight and made it out here, nothing attacked me. But I did see two wild turkeys beside the road uh, on the way out here to the church, and I think they were looking at me funny. So, you know, I, I don't know. On the way home, I might get hit with a turkey. Uh, now, the other day, I, I, I was going to work early, and had, uh, three of them run across the road, and I piled on my brakes, just about came to a stop, and bumped one and it laid over on my hood got hair all over the hood then uh, the other one must have been drinking that was following it because it ran square into the side of the car big bright red car and here it comes thunk, 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 right up to the side but i have yet to clean all that fur off my car it it didn't appear to hurt the car much and the deer got up and left so i guess we're all okay but now i I am worried about the turkeys. Uh, you know, I really am. By the way, how many of y'all been turkey hunting? Any of y'all been spring gobbler hunting? Well, these look like they were planning on going over Debbie and Allen Hughes's, going over the, the hill there uh, from next to where we live. So y'all know where to find them. They were headed that direction. Turn with me, if you will, to uh, Genesis chapter number 6. I want to start out just by reading a few verses here. This is a familiar scripture. It's um, uh, probably one of the most uh, taught stories all around the world, even in uh, areas that do not believe the Bible necessarily. They teach this. Uh, but tonight I want us to look at it for a specific reason. Uh, Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 through 8. I'd like to ask you to stand, if you will, as we read the scripture and have a word of prayer. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I've made them. But notice here in verse number 8, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to be here tonight. Lord, we thank you for the safety and the, the concern that you've given us. And Lord... We pray tonight that as we stand before this wonderful congregation, Lord, that you'll just give us the very words we need to say tonight. Lord, we pray that you be with us now. Watch over us and guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. Looking back at uh, the days of, uh, of Noah and the days prior to him, if you look back over in Genesis 5, you know, since I, since I hit 39, I've had a little bit of dread you know, because this next birthday I'm hitting 40. And I've had a little bit of dread. 30 didn't bother me too bad. You know, that, that's just kind of an interesting time. 40, I'm starting to worry. I, I don't know why, but it seems like some things uh, just don't work the same as they used to. 
my hair is turning different colors. <laughs> I, my skin, by the way, some of y'all probably noticed my skin has changed colors too. I'm not Native American. I just went out in the sun yesterday and uh, I cooked myself. Anybody order lobster? <laughs> you know, I'm about that color. But anyways, um, when we look back at the ages that people used to be, it's amazing to notice over in Genesis 5, verse number 28, it talks about Lamech lived 182 years and begat a son. Can you imagine at 182 years having a son? Uh, be pretty amazing. And he called his name Noah, saying, This same shall comfort us concerning our work and toll of our hands because of the ground which the Lord hath cursed. Now after this, it talks about how that Lamech lived after he begat Noah 500 in 95 years after that. So that's a very long life. But we look at Noah, and Noah was not a young man. It says in verse number 32 of that same chapter, it says, And Noah was 500 years old, and Noah begat Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Noah was an old man. <clears throat> by our standards today, I don't know of many people at all that live past the age of 100. Most people nowadays, uh, uh, 70 is pushing it for a lot of people. 80 is really doing good. 90, you're doing great. You hit 100 and they're scratching their heads. How this happen? You know, uh, the doctors kind of want to stretch your, your life out as long as they can. Then you get to 100 and they don't know what to do. Uh, they're just kind of left scratching their head. Y'all, you live to be 100, don't worry about the doctors. God's got it in control. He, he knows what he's doing. You live that long, he, he certainly has been watching after you. But when we look at this first part that I read here, in uh, verses 9 and 10, it talks some more about Noah. Now, the first thing that we need to know about any story, anything that we're going to look at, is who is it that it's talking about? It says, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man. What does that word just mean? I've thought about this so often, and the thing that seems to stick out in my mind is a fair man, an honest man. Uh, it's very rare this day and time to meet people and to talk with people that won't lie to you to your face. It's very rare. Uh, that happens so often anymore. I don't like lying. I, I never did like it. I've slipped up a time or two myself, but I, I do my very best not to even stretch the truth. By the way, <laughs> uh, you have to be careful about that. You stretch the truth. Uh, all you're doing is creating a, a lie. You know, you're just, just spreading it out a little bit more. But anyhow... Uh, there, yeah, there are so so many times that you you wind up getting messed up because that you've you've told something a little wrong, and that that can be rough. But here we read about Noah, and even the scripture bears it out that Noah was a just man. And then it goes on to say, "And perfect in his generations." The word "perfect" very very often in the Bible describes a man or a person who is complete. A person who is whole, a person who has uh, has things going the right way. Uh, this day and time, we're lucky, very lucky, if we can have uh, one or two people that we've known in our lifetime that have their head on straight. Uh, it, it's very fortunate 
for us to have the people and the friends around us and the family around us that we do. But it talks about him being perfect in his generations. And the last thing here is it says, And Noah walked with God. Noah walked with God. He spent time with God. If you want to be the kind of person that you need to be, you've got to spend time with God. I don't mean that you ought to be like the, the, the monks or the priests uh, that are in the Catholic Church and be there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, by the way, if you're a pastor, that's about the truth. Uh, you're, you're there just about the biggest part of the time or doing the work of the church. But uh, he, he wasn't talking so much about that. I believe that Noah was a faithful man to God. And it says that when he, when he walked with God, I believe that they not only meant that, that he spent time with him, but that he lived thinking about what God wanted him to think about. Uh, so many times we get messed up. We really get, uh, get things messed up in our lives by not thinking on the right things. Most of the situations that happen, uh, for instance, the school shooting up north uh, that just happened recently, some of the things like that that happened, it wasn't so much that that single day, that single minute that something went wrong. It was that it went wrong maybe months or even years before that, that the thinking wasn't right. Something wasn't, wasn't right about the way they were thinking about things. Uh, Noah was a man who walked with God. He spent time with him. He trusted in God, and he tried to honor God. Then the last thing here that I want to mention about Noah is that Noah was a father. And Noah was a man who had three sons, uh, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. I used to think that they were saying jam, ham, and ketchup. I didn't know uh, what they were talking about. And you know, you're little uh, and you like to eat. Well, you relate everything to food. You know, it's uh, jam, ham, ketchup. You can kind of remember it that way. But it's sham, ham, and japheth. Uh, these guys were, uh, were born, of course, when Noah was up in years, a good deal up in years. And it goes on to talk about the situation. Uh, the world that we live in today is so full of, of difficulties from time to time. It seems like we have a good day, come home, turn on the news, and something really bad has happened. Y'all, the next good day I have, I ain't turning the news on. Uh, I'm going to leave it off. CNN can wait till the next day. I'm going to enjoy that day. Just let it alone. Uh, I'll watch Andy Griffith, you know, uh, find something on there. Of course, then Barney would probably get in trouble on there. But anyhow, good day. You know, we spoil it sometimes by bad things happening. But in the days that Noah was living in, it says in verse number 11, that the earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Now, in order for violent actions to occur, violent intentions have to happen. They have to be present. In order to have violent intentions, you have to have violent thoughts. In order to have violent thoughts, you have to have an anger issue. You've got to have a problem somewhere. It goes deeper than just the violence itself. So many people today want to blame crime, want to blame certain areas of, of life on one particular thing. But let me tell you, the problem is in people's hearts. It's not in their holsters. The problem is not in, in, the, uh, in the things that they put on the Internet. It's in the things that they want to put on the Internet or that they want to see on the Internet. It's not a problem with what's out there. It's a, it's a problem with what's in there.
Uh, they've got a real problem. And people need to realize that and start dealing with the real issue. Deal with what's inside. Tonight I'm talking to you about, uh, just for a few minutes, outside the door. And so, so many times we've been in situations, any of y'all ever lock your keys inside your house? Uh, I've done that a time or two, and I'm just praying that I never do that up there where we live now. I, I don't know how I would get in. I really don't. I'd have to wait on Brenda. She don't get off work till 7, so I'd be waiting a while. And if she decided to go to the mall, uh, y'all, I've gotten to the point I shun cell phones. I don't want one. She can have hers. I don't want one. Uh, I, there are times that I don't want to hear a phone ring. Anybody amen that? <laughs> yeah, I figured there'd be a few. Sometimes you just don't want to be bothered. And in this world that we live in, there's so much violence. There's so many problems. There's so many heartaches. We don't know where to turn. We don't know what we need to do about it. I can tell you what we need to do tonight, and that's go to God. Take it to Him. Turn back to him if you've turned away from him. Take those things to God. But in verses in verse 11, it talks about how it was filled with violence. And in verse number 12, it says, And God looked upon the earth. The world that we're living in today is much the same way. And I assure you that God is doing the same thing. God is looking at this world. God is looking at us. He's looking at the people that abuse these children. He's looking at the people. By the way, I think it's disgusting what's going on uh, out there with Michael Jackson and the, uh, the, the things that have come up there. Uh, Y'all, you got a bigger problem if you're taking your child to have a sleepover with a 46-year-old man. Uh, there's a problem to begin with. But there's some major issues there. But I assure you that God saw what happened. Whether we ever know it, God knows it. And God will deal with that. Uh, there are things that have happened that so many people have said, Oh, we'll never know the truth. That's all right. God knows it. God knows the truth. And God can handle the truth and he can do something about it. But God looked upon the earth and behold, it was corrupt. And all flesh had corrupted his ways upon the earth. I can imagine looking at something that, that I've built. I, I ain't much for building things. I used to build model cars or model airplanes growing up. And my favorite thing to build, uh, at least for several years, was submarines. You know why? Y'all ever look at a submarine? There ain't much to it. It's like a tube with a little thing on top. Why did I like that? Because it was easy. <laughs> it was simple. I've still got, uh, I think, the, uh, the submarine that was in, uh, uh, oh, goodness, I can't remember the name. Uh, Sean Connery was in it years ago. Uh, it, it was a, a, a really good movie and a really nice sub, and it was black. It was easy for me to work on, just spray paint that thing, you know, just paint it in there. But I enjoyed building things. But, y'all, one day I was dusting. Yeah, honestly, I was dusting. And I hit the thing, and part of it broke off. Well, they tore me up. That one little piece fell off. All I had to do is pick it back up and glue it back on. But, no, it tore me all to pieces. See, it's something that I made tore up. Can you imagine how God feels? 
Can you imagine how he feels looking at all this he's created? Looking at all the things he's made down here and then how we've messed it up. Looking at these things. But I'll tell you, God looks at these things and not only does he see the bad, it says in verse number 13, And God said unto Noah. Now you'll notice over in verse number 8 that we read just a minute ago, it says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of God. That word grace means simply unmerited favor. He didn't earn it. He didn't deserve it, but God gave it. God saw that there was a righteous man there and he had mercy on him. And so he told Noah, he said, The end of all flesh has come up, uh, it's come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. And then he goes on to say, not only is there a solution to this, I'm going to make the ultimate solution. There's been a lot of movies over the years, y'all, about the ultimate end to the earth. Here lately it's been that it's either going to be a volcano. By the way, I think Discovery Channel has one on tonight. About, uh, what is it, Yellowstone blowing up, you know. Uh, one of the kids brought it up in Sunday school this morning. What is it about Yellowstone? I said, I don't know, but there's a show on it tonight. <laughs> we'll find out. They'll make something up. But they talk about the, the ultimate end of the earth. Y'all, the ultimate end of the earth, you can read about it in God's Word. He talks about it. But when we see this point, God was going to destroy the earth. He was going to cleanse it with water. And it says that he said in verse number 14, he said, Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shall make in the ark. Thou shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. Now he goes through all the details of this way that there was a, a, a way made, y'all. You know, any time that God is going to deal harshly, any time that there's going to be a judgment of God, God always gives us a way to find his mercy. God always gives us that way. In the days that Moses lived in and Aaron, there were the animal sacrifices. When Jesus died on the cross, there became one sacrifice for all that would accept, that would believe, y'all that would repent. There became that sacrifice. Jesus was that sacrifice. He made a way of escape. But at this point, God had told Noah, he said, you make an ark. And he goes into detail how he's to make this ark. Uh, this this uh, ark was made out of gopher wood. Now, the, the probable reference they tell me, and the closest thing that we probably have to, in this day and time to gopher wood would be a type of cypress. And it says that the, the cypress was to be hewn out. And of course, this would have had to have been done by hand. I love pretty woodwork. Uh, some of y'all that have known me over the years, you know that. I love pretty woodwork. Uh, it, it amazes me what skilled hands and talented hands can do with a hunk of wood. Uh, little Joe Blaylock, uh, Kent and Carolyn's son, uh, has a, a pistol. He's, he's really good with, with hunting and stuff. But he took him some wood and made grips for one of his guns. Prettiest things, just as pretty as they can be. And it amazes me how people can do this. But when I look at what Noah and his three sons did, I see here that it was uh, to be made up, and of course the measurements were given in cubits, which is about 18 inches. 
But to give you an idea, it was about 450 feet long. This is a huge, huge vessel. It would have been some 75 feet wide and 45 foot high. When you look at something shaped like this, no matter how you, you shape the bow or, or uh, the, the front of the boat or the back of the boat, you come up with something that's similar to a barge in the layout, something that definitely would have been seaworthy. It goes on to say that it had about 95,700 square feet in three decks. Now, if you look at that, and I'm having to get these measurements because <laughs> I can't figure all this up myself, they say that it comes to 1,400,000 cubic feet of storage on this boat. People have the audacity to say, oh, you couldn't have got enough animals on there. You take something that big and tell me how many animals you can get when they're behaving themselves. <laughs> That's even the bigger miracle, I think, out of all the things that happened as animals behaved themselves. Uh, they listened to what they were supposed to do. It says that the tonnage, and this is what I found interesting. I don't know how they figured the tonnage up, but the tonnage that a boat this size would have carried would have been 13,960 tons. That's a whole lot. That's a whole lot of weight. You could have gotten a lot of critters on there. Now, as you look at uh, things this day and time that carry uh, freight, probably the largest freight carrier still in the biggest part of the world is a train. And uh, to bring that up to a train, it'd be about 522 regular stock cars. Uh, you know, the, the big old uh, cars that carry animals, and they would be equivalent to carrying about 125,000 sheep. Uh, think about that. Noah and his sons worked and worked and worked day after day, year after year, in the middle of a place where it never rained, in the middle of a place where there wasn't enough water probably to float a Frisbee. They worked day after day to build an ark to save mankind. And you can count on it that Noah and his family shared what was going to happen. And no doubt there was people that said, oh, no, you're just a crazy old coot. I get told that a lot. You're just crazy. I'm like, yeah, but I'm happy. You know, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's all right to, to be crazy, just don't let it drive you insane, you know. Just, uh, ju just be good about it. Just uh, enjoy it, y'all. Uh, uh, <coughs> embrace the, the enjoyment of life. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't mean develop multiple personalities. That, uh, they, they wouldn't be any fun. Although if you're like Rich Little, developing multiple voices can be very... Uh, <coughs> Lucrative. You can make a lot of money with that. Uh, you can do good with it. But the personality thing, leave that alone. You know, you don't want to go there. But when we look at Noah and his sons here and all the toil that they did, they got everything ready. And some say that it was a hundred and some years that they worked on this. And as we look at the scripture here, that's a very likely thing. But as we look on down into chapter number seven, it says in verse number one that the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. He said, It's time, fellas. They worked on that ark. They fixed it up. They sealed it uh, to 
make it plain and simple, pitch, if you look at that, it's just an oily substance. It's a very thick, very thick, sticky oil. And uh, this is found a whole lot in areas where the, there's a lot of oil underneath the, the substrate where you can dig oil wells and so forth. And they used this to waterproof the inside and outside of that boat. They sealed it up real good. And after they had done all this work and the people had made fun of them and no doubt they had tried to encourage people, hey, there's a flood coming. There's a flood coming. You need to be ready. When the time came, the animals came. And it's interesting to see that uh, in uh, verse number four, it talks a little bit about this. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth. Forty days and forty nights, and every living substance that I've made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And Noah did according to uh, unto all the Lord commanded, uh, commanded him. And Noah was 600 years old when the flood waters was upon the earth. It says that Noah went in and so forth. Then verse number 8. It says of the clean beasts and of the beasts that are not clean and of the fowls and everything that creepeth upon the earth, there went in two and two, Noah into the ark, male and female, as uh, unto Noah into the ark, the male and female as God had commanded Noah. Now I want you to notice this. Out of all the knowledge that mankind had developed, out of all these people who had lived hundreds of years, and they should have been real smart by now. They should have understood things by now. The only things that got on board that ark, besides Noah and his sons and their wives, were the animals. The same old stupid deer that ran into the side of my car had enough sense to get on board the ark. There were a couple of deer that decided, hey, I don't want to swim. Let's go. Let's go down to that ark. Let's get on board that ark. And y'all skunks, think about that. Wonder how God controlled the odor. I'm sure he did, but he had skunks. I wish he left the flies off. Uh, we could have done without them, but, the, you know, you, you have all these animals that went on board. All these went on board. But notice here that it doesn't say that Noah and his sons went out and rounded them up. It said they came unto Noah. They came to him. Y'all ever been able to get a wild animal to come to you? Yeah, some of you deer hunters and squirrel hunters probably call them in. But once they get there, they ain't going to listen to you. They're going to look at you and if you're like me, they're going to smell the, uh, the beef stick on your breath. And they're going to take off. You know, if you don't get them before they run, uh, they're going to take off. But these animals were smart enough and were obedient enough to come on board that ark. Why? Because they knew if they didn't, they'd die. God prepared that for them. He prepared it. He made these animals understand. And they came. They came and got on board that ark. I can imagine all the people that stood back and thought, my goodness, look at this. Going over to Noah's ark. They're going over to that big old thing. Look at all these animals. Why, they must have lost their minds. Wonder how people rationalize that. You know, it makes you wonder, uh, wouldn't they see the hand of God in that? Not unless they're looking. They probably just thought, oh, it's just a quirky thing. It's a trick that he's come up with. But no, the animals got on board that ark. And it says on down in verse number 16. I want you to notice this one last verse. It says, and they that went in 
went in male and female of all flesh as God had commanded him. And the Lord shut him in. The day that the last critter got on board. Now, think about this. This would have taken time. Seven days is mentioned here. Would have taken a good deal of time. A lot of time for people to have wondered. And I no doubt Noah was saying, why don't y'all come on aboard? There's plenty of room. Y'all get on here. Come on, I'm sure there would have been room. He, he would have gladly given somebody else his, his room or his bed or whatever he slept on. I'm 